welcome back to the Jones Chronicles. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode where we discuss quite a few topics on today's agenda, as well as a little bit of shooting of the shits. Uh, let me tell y'all about my birthday bad omen. Right, I woke up at 5 a.m. And I had nothing but pain in my stomach and I didn't know why. And it continued to escalate. And I'm about 95% sure I passed a kidney stone. I was so sick. And I do mean actually sick to my stomach. Unfortunately, I did not make it to the place where sickness is supposed to go. So I was uh, having to do some serious disinfecting of several areas around my bedroom and the bathroom then after that terrible terrible morning right I go in for my follow-up appointment with my orthopedic orthopedist yeah that's that sounds more accurate and he's like so like have you been having pain for a really long time i'm like what kind of generalized because like i already knew there was a tear in my rotator cuff but no it gets better there's two tears in my rotator cuff and the second one's basically like yeah we don't exist anymore that thing that rotor band that connects that rotator cuff it's busted it can't be repaired it's gone prepare for surgery my world is crumbling around me i was looking there devastated at my doctor because he's all casual with it but yeah um that's like 20 years worth of damage that just can't be reversed back in time you know and i'm looking at him like did you just say i don't have a rotator cuff anymore like what the fuck and then my mom was talking to me about her doctor giving her that same exasperated kind of dumbfounded look like how the fuck did you fuck this up so bad (laughs) you just living through this pain didn't think to come in a little bit sooner he's like even when i saw you last year i'm like yeah you didn't say shit last year you was all about just giving me the injection are you trying to judge me sir if it was 20 years worth why didn't you spot it the first time that's what i was saying back to him in in my head there's this really weird thing called fuscaball what the fuck now there is a movie called basketball which is absolutely wonderful if you've not seen it do yourself a favor it's hilarious but to actually make a game that who is playing this people in utah there's also these weird videos online because i listen to the office blokes or listen to i watch them on youtube and they react to videos of weird shit and one of them was barbie car racing and i'm like who who gets in a barbie car and then goes down a hill <laughs> and i'm like it was such a huge turnout like this was some annual event and i'm thinking wow those are like 300 a piece and y'all get it all together just to crash them 
that's see, see that's money that other people and like there are people out there uh, black and brown they can't even afford to get their children the barbie car one of those little jeeps and here these motherfuckers getting fucking 50 plus just to wreck them the, the differences of america's we live in <laughs> and then there's this other one which is so creative but at the same time i can't believe like millions of people watch this shit marble racing like he sets out some marbles he names them he built a course for like what the fuck time do you guys ha like it's awesome but it's also awesomely irrelevant <laughs> and this is the things and, and farting it was a fart video and i'm like i couldn't even get one second into it because i'm like that is disgusting even when i do it and i'm not going around I, I, I guess that's a male thing because i don't see what it is about farts that has people laughing because i don't like my little nephew came and sat on me and farted and i wasn't chuckling at all i was like what the fuck get over here no get over here because you thought that was funny it's not funny guess what you're going in the corner in other news new evidence shows trump uh the trump administration pressured officials to alter scientific guidance and prevented communication to the public regarding mass protocols and pediatric COVID cases. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Trump's former chief strategist, Steve Bannon, was charged with criminal con contempt of court or contempt of Congress when he thought his white privilege would prevent him from testifying. These motherfucking bitch ass niggas. Mark Meadows is currently, who also didn't show up to court, or to congress is on his lawyer uh on the phone with his lawyers in his panic room shit motherfucker ass tits cunt cock motherfucker shit ass tits motherfucker shit come on and some sad news chris daltrey's daughter 25 passed away i didn't want to put that in the gossip corner because it is tragic news so definitely hearts go out to that family as way too young to to pass away also sad news nine people have died after a crowd surge during the travis scott performance in houston proving people are just not ready to be out after the pandemic many are considering banning concert going in the future there's a door I did not know who Travis Scott was or is. I don't listen to his music. Never heard of him until I heard this story. But he's black, if you didn't know, because the name certainly didn't give it away. And surprise, surprise, everyone's blaming him for a crowd surge because he's somehow responsible for people not knowing how to behave themselves at a concert. Kevin Goh, the defense lawyer for Will William Bryan in the Ahmaud Aubrey case, proved he is just as racist as his client. William Bryan and his son, I believe, are facing charges for killing Aubrey. 
while he was running in their neighborhood because black people only run when they're committing crimes they got this shit on tape we all saw what happened they have an all-white jewelry too he stated when reverend al sharpton showed up to sit with the family that they do not need any more black pastors in the courthouse one is enough however in a plot twist in front of the judge the other defense attorney didn't back him up as it caused no distractions or jury intimidating as was accused Govin admitted he didn't know the man was there until after the hearing was up which the judge replied to and i quote you weren't even aware of it until later i'm not sure what we're doing this nigga gonna run up on me like them old ass videos with michael jackson and be grabbing his nuts and shit trying to swing a punch nigga fuck out of here nigga nigga ain't gonna be doing no hee hee over here nigga gonna be like bow bow over here nigga get the fuck out of here bitch he couldn't believe that you actually trying to be racist in a trial involving your client being <laughs> racially discriminatory <laughs> i didn't say that word right but i don't even care to the point of murdering a man because you're trying to get him to a gunpoint to follow what you say and he would be like no <laughs> oh racist people are so the worst Putin swears he has nothing to do with the Poland-Belarus border crisis where people are being gassed. Do we believe him? I'll let you decide. New Delhi is dealing currently with toxic smog oh, also if it wasn't for covid we would have been talking about all the wildfires that killed millions of animals like the death toll of the amount of animals that were lost in the wildfires is staggering finally kamala harris visited french president emmanuel macron and due to their chummy chemistry many like where this renewed bond with france can go i'll be honest i was a little distracted by how fine the man was let's head over to the gossip corner Britney Spears' conservatorship is now officially over. Oh my god, who the hell cares? While honoring a baseball league, Joe Biden said the word Negro. The Negro Baseball League is going with it because he was born in a time where that's exactly what people call blacks. There's racist and then there's accurately timely lingo or accurate timely lingo. We all did kind of go why, but at the same time, we also know why. <laughs> Maybe we should stop letting only senior citizens 
from a time of civil rights or before a time of civil rights lead the country. How about that? Amen to that shit. I have been wondering for a very long time who was that singer that lost all of that weight and I found out it was Adele that lost all of that weight. I'm sorry, uh, who did I kept saying? Megan Thee Stallion? Sorry, girl. I think there was another one. I can't remember who, though. But it was Adele all this time and now she is dating a black man named Rich Paul. This girl is on fire! Lastly, Paris Hilton got married. Oh my god, who the hell cares? And that is it for the Gossip Corner, so let's go on to random chatter. <laughs> so I'm going to give you 10 facts that uh, are fascinating. The first, the cast of Friends still make $20 million a year. Oh my god! I have maybe watched one episode of Friends. Just one. Number two, sharks can live for five centuries. A Greenland shark was found to be 392 years old when carbon dated in 2014. They've also been around longer than trees. Number three, sweat doesn't actually stink. It's the bacteria on your skin that breaks down the sweat that causes odor. I feel like that's potato and potato. <laughs> it's still gonna smell. Number four, apple pie isn't as an American staple as the soil it was stolen from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing like I'm reading this for the first time and I wrote it. <laughs> Apples actually derive from Asia and apple pie itself. The idea of putting apples in a pie is actually from early England. Just a nation full of thieves. Number five, tornadoes can, ca uh, can cause fish rain. So Sharknado wasn't that far-fetched. Apparently, uh, if fish get swept up, <laughs> they ain't got nowhere else to go but down. So at least there's a food supply after tornadoes. Number six, France has a dozen time zones compared to our four. I would not be happy living life like that. Number seven, livers, human ones anyway, can regrow themselves in three weeks. So, alcoholics rejoice. Number eight, there may be 2,000 active serial killers in the U.S. right now. That's not terrifying. <laughs> you know they all down south though, for real. Number nine, crows hold grudges. I'm gonna get that son of a bitch. That really don't shock me at all. And number 10, every time you shuffle a deck of cards, you get a combination that has never existed. That's pretty cool. And on to our history lesson. So today we're going to do a brief overview of Creoles, or Creoles in Louisiana. From the beginning, 
French and Spanish colonial conceptions of racial categories were much looser than those in the English colonies. The first slave ship arrived in Louisiana in 1719. The French who controlled the colony from 1682 to 1763 had a code noir that governed relations between Africans and Europeans and regulated emancipation. These mixed race Creole of New Orleans were famous for their wealth, culture, and education until after 1830 when the American concept of race began to reign. Many worked in professions including carpentry, cigar, cigar making, masonry, shipping, embalming, hairdressing, nursing, and midwifery. Side note, I heard, it was it Louisiana or another state that said you had to basically know how to do black hair to get a hair license or something to that effect? I wish I knew a state for sure now, <laughs> but I think it was Louisiana. They didn't necessarily say black hair. They said textured hair. Back on to our subject. The free people of color were torn by their special designation. In general, they consider themselves part of a separate self-contained community, despite the fact that the very existence of that community was based on the idea that people of African ancestry were quote unquote tainted. The French, and to an even greater extent the Spanish, made it relatively easy for a slave to be freed. French and Spanish men who had children with African women often freed both the woman and the child. Slaves were sometimes freed for long-time servitude, acts of heroism, or service in the militia. Political upheaval in the Caribbean. I mean, that's how um, one day out maybe I'll do Sierra Leone. But that's what the British gave to the, the slaves that helped them fight in the War of Independence. Political upheaval in the Caribbean, meanwhile, almost doubled in the size of the community as free people of color fleeing revolution in Haiti made their way to New Orleans. The result was that free people of color accounted for about a quarter of the New Orleans population in the first three decades of the 19th century. Their numbers peaked at about 15,000 in 1840. One thing is certain, the very presence of the Creole of color population that traced its ancestry to Africa and to Europe and refused to be placed neatly into one of the two racial categories in some small way made a mockery of white Americans' conception of race. In addition to marriages, extramarital relationships between the races existed. It became an acceptable or accepted practice in the Louisiana for white men in Louisiana for white men married and unmarried to take black paramours. These relationships were often long-standing. Uh, side note, just from my own historic reference, because I watched a few movies about it, um, but they would have balls and that is when they would be introduced, black women would be introduced to white men, and that's when, you know, they would uh, intermarry or be in a long-standing relationship, but it wasn't marriage. Like, a lot of married men <laughs> partaked in this, more so maybe than the unmarried man. Some historians have argued that free women of color desired to be the mistresses of white men because it improved their status and security. 
as well as the, their children's dozens of dozens of these women in the late 18th century acquired valuable property through their relationships with their white partners or fathers this is actually not a uh, solitary type of um way to raise oneself as a black woman in society it actually was done in uh, uh, several french african countries where how a lot of black women got their land was from the long-standing non-marriage marriages with french uh, aristocrats or particularly so soldiers by one estimate a quarter of the houses along the main streets of new orleans were owned by free blacks many of whom were single women at nachiochis i said that probably terribly nachioches nachioches in central louisiana marie therese metoyer better known as coin coin managed several large estates given to her by her french official with whom she had a 24 25 year long liaison and 10 children her offspring formed the basis of the large settlement of free people of the of color that lived along the cane river successions of prominent white men as late as the 1850s acknowledged and bequeathed property or money to their illegitimate children of color historians have also argued that in other instances it was the woman who had the economic upper hand in such arrangements when the white man enjoyed lesser financial means than she it's actually very true um going more into it uh the woman continued like even at their death they get their own settlement it very much was a legal arrangement despite it being a mistress-like situation and not a marriage where that was another legal arrangement so in a lot of ways there were second wives but they did benefit hugely financially um and they were uh it wasn't like they could make promises and not fulfill said promises they were uh known to be legal residents the golden age the early antebellum era 1812 through 8 to 1830 large plantations on the outskirts of new orleans were sold off and subdivided to form new neighborhoods where free blacks purchased plots of land alongside whites many became involved in important new orleans social and cultural institutions such as opera theaters balls benevolent groups and the church louisiana's free black population rose from just under 11,000 in 1820 to about 25,000 in 1840 keeping pace with the rise of white and slave populations and representing about seven percent of the state's total population it is for their contributions to the arts that louisiana's free people of color have come to be best known many distinguish themselves as authors armand lanus published le sinel an anthology of poetry by free men of color in 1845 one contributor to the work victor sejour is regarded as louisiana's greatest french language playwright jules lyon one of louisiana's first lithographers <laughs> everything has a t in it lithographers was a native of france who came to new orleans around 1830 he is thought to have introduced photography to the state 
Eugene and Daniel Warburg, sons of a German-Jewish real estate speculator and his slave, became highly regarded sculptors and marble workers, carving many of the elaborate tunes for which New Orleans is so well known. Although the composers Basile Barre and Edmond Bidet would write their finest works after the Civil War, they grew up during the golden age of free people of color in New Orleans and were influenced by the city's mixture of African, Caribbean, and European cultural traditions. Barres also published works as a slave, only gaining his freedom shortly before his master's death, after which Barres continued to run the music business his former master had owned. Many free black households were controlled by matriarchs. Although most African-American planters, like their white counterparts, were ruined by the Civil War, other free people of color prospered in the war's wake. In politics especially, they emerged as the leaders of Louisiana's black population. Such ethnicity-based distinctions lessened somewhat in the face of Jim Crow laws of the late 19th century. As a result of these discriminatory, why did I have such a hard time with that word? Discriminatory regulations, black political influence waned. But even then, the descendants of free people of color who could still remember the so-called golden age of the early 19th century continued to challenge racial prejudice and segregation law. I have noted some sources below if you want to look more further into that topic, but I thought it was uh, good to talk about a group of free black people because we always talk about slavery and that is the, the number one uh, role in which black people are always dumped into the category, but we were in many other places of the world doing things as well in these European, Spanish, French colonies or um, even their uh, empires. So it's good to learn more about how even in an oppressive world, there was still prospering. So that is our episode for this week. If you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. If there's a subject you want to uh, hear me explore in the history section, definitely drop a comment below as well. My social media will be there too. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.